Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Four Fifth Podcast. Metal Matt here. We got the J Lo. We got the Big John Stud. Wild Bill, fellas. Happy Friday. We made it. We made it to the mountaintop. TGIF. <laughs> Favorite TGIF television episode growing up. Go. Oh, Boy Meets World. Was that was that TGIF? Yeah. Okay. The end of it when I was not that good anymore. Oh, fuck off, Bill. I, th- <laughs> I think I got to go Family Matters. <laughs> family Matters for me. I mean, you're just going show. Yeah, no, I mean, that's probably no brainer with Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers? Was Jeez. that it? Balky Bar Takamoose, right? What, what, what is 55? Was? That was the original lineup was... Perfect Strangers at 8, 8.30 was Family Matters, 9 was Full House, 9.30 was Step by Step. Damn. That was the OG TGIF. Family Matters was on 89 to 98. That's a, that was a, that's one hell of a run. Step by Step, 91 to 98. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, 96 to 03. See, that's the, that's the, that's the. That's garbage Dude, time. Boy that's Meets garbage World, time. 93 to 2000. Yeah, that's Boy Meets World territory. Sabrina. 93? That's like a... Sabrina and Boy Meets World over here. You got seven, full, you got full house, 87 to 95. Boy Meets World, 93 to 2000. Yeah, that's the that's garbage time years. What about hanging with Mr. Cooper? That was Love like it. the beginning of it. That took over for step by step. When 92 like, to 97. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. started like beating up women. Yeah. Remember the episode where he played for the war because he had that little, I guess he had a two-way contract or something with the Warriors and they made an episode out of it. Sister, sister. I remember that. Dinosaurs, 91 to 95. Dinosaurs that, was a, a strong one. That wasn't on TGIF, though, I mean, that was a weeknight show. No, it, was nah, a this is, it made TGIF for four years. Mm. 91 to 95. Perfect Strangers, 86 to 93. Great show. Great show. All right. Well, nice little, nice little TGI, nice little throwback uh, intro there. Uh, what are we talking, fellas? Suxers again. Bill's got a couple interesting takes, I think, for us. He wants to get off his chest. And then we'll roll into some combine fun, right? Because what's around the corner, gentlemen? What's around the corner? I'm not getting to monetize this episode. Music to our ears. <laughs> Music to our ears. The NFL, the NFL draft. It's right around the corner. So we'll get into some combine stuff. John's got a little little activity for us later, I think. A little bit, a little bit. But first, let's let's just get it out of the way, fellas. Bill. Give us your give us your thoughts. Your you said you had a segment to for the Sixers that would be interesting. You're saving it for the pod. Lay it on us. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to take my take my licks. I guess this team sucks. Okay, well, let's go on to <laughs> on to the combine. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, for real, for real, for real. I guess it's 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 in the spirit of uh, the draft combine that. I figure we can step step back and do the math this episode for fun. When the Sixers, if the Sixers lose out every game this season, can we go winless for Victor Wambanyama and oh just God. blow this fucking thing up? No. See ya. See That's ya, like, Joe. 
James is going to go back to Houston. Might as well trade Maxi too. Fire Doc. Daryl's going to walk. Hello, 11. Bye. Hello, Dollar Dog Nights. It's done. It's <laughs> done. Blow it up. Done. Done. Trade them all. I just find it so interesting that you have such a swing from one game to the next. And basically the only difference between your team's lineup that night is one player. And it's the one player that's supposed to be your found the foundation of your, your whole franchise. And it, it took, it took them from looking like they had, they had no idea what was going on to the next night. Very same team. They're playing right. And a road game at that. So they had to travel to Miami play on the road and without their, their key foundational franchise player, they actually looked like they were playing basketball, like the basketball that like all of us like grew up learning how to play like space and pace, uh, easy layups, transition baskets. It just looked like they were, they were playing basketball, not highlight ball or, you know, give the ball to Joel and get the hell out of the way ball, because then they turn around and go to Dallas for the next game and get embarrassed again on national television because they went back to ISO ball with Joel Embiid. I just find it very interesting. Well, thoughts. <laughs> well, I, I think you said it, or you have been saying it recently that the now's the time to actually think about trading Joel Embiid. The, the, the talk about it happened early in the season. Um, you're continuing to see it like last night's a perfect example. Um, you know, value is value right now in the NBA. I don't know what you can get for a center who's often not playing or injured or hurt. Um, but and not playing the center position. <laughs> correct. Yeah, exactly. Not playing. And then you see guys like um, Jaron Jackson Jr. The other night, like that's a young guy that was drafted in Memphis and he's like, He's a serviceable center that makes plays. He's athletic, but you know what? He's a center. He's not, you know, shooting threes all the time. You know, um, it, it's just, and, it, and maybe just the old head me saying that's the way the NBA is going to be. Now you're going to be more of a stretch five. Yes. Which is crazy stretch to say four, stretch four, <laughs> stretch you know? four, stretch yeah, four, yeah. stretch five. It's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, but to Bill's point, like, you know, I, I don't think we're going to, I think it's it's time that the process people that still are the 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 uh, I want to say the, the 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 cronies for the process. I, I wanted to use a non great term there, but the 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 cronies for the process are basically uh, they can kind of bring the shovels out and and dig the grave for the process. It's it's done. It's over. It's been done. It did. It was a failed experiment. It was one of the worst experiments ever in NBA history. Um, let's let's move on from it as quickly as possible. To Bill's point, but I don't think sucking for Victor Webb and Yama is the. Uh, we don't first, have to try to suck for that. 
we just go out there and play and play Doc's game, and we can do that. Like we might win three or four more games the way this team well, is. I, listen, I'd be the first. Even play basketball that's fun to watch. Nobody does anything. We have no backup center. Joel's been one of the best centers in the NBA for five years, and yet somehow it eludes us to find a backup fucking center, and then somehow we have to just every year magically hope somebody gets cut in the buyout market. Oh, we have no money. You can't allot money. You had you know Andre Drummond here, twenty rebounds a game. Ship him out. I get. It. I mean, I get why you did to get Harden, um, but it's well, insane. Your not backup center is PJ Tucker. Not that a backup center is the equivalent to a backup quarterback, but when you're built around a center, your second unit has to have somebody that's capable. Like you just, I, I don't know. And, 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 you know, and the fact that once again, you know, we saw when somebody gets a few minutes of consistent play in Miami, I don't know, 16 points and 14 rebounds isn't a pretty, is not a pretty bad game, but Hey, put that guy back on the bench. One, Mr. Paul Reed. But that's another uh, conversation we can have later. And that's kidding aside. I, 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 I mean, I don't think it's ever been done in the NBA, nor would it be done here. But firing the entire whatever department develops talent, because I think that's just the biggest failure. I think the process worked. We got the picks high in the We got five top five picks, five or six. And we hit on one, Joel. I mean, like that, that's, that you would consider that a win? No, so I'm saying like the process worked. Like we got the picks. Like the process is you get a but you know you you get three or four top five picks. You hit on one or two guys, and then you're able to attract a Jimmy Butler, you know, a free agent, a James Harden, and to be the missing piece. But the problem is, is they're not the missing piece. They come here and they got to be a big piece of the puzzle. And it's like no, it's supposed to be Joel and. Kobe or Joel and whoever, like there's no Joel and nothing. It's, it's, and I think the, I think to your point, Bill, it, it, I see what you're saying about Paul Reed, but it doesn't have to be Paul Reed. It could be, it could be any, it could be anyone serviceable in that position. But what that does is you get a serviceable big in there. And what does that do? It opens up, opportunities a world of opportunities for the guys that john's talking about the stretch fours this the 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 you know the 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 maxis of the world case in point tobias harris okay now we all know he has his other shortcomings and stuff but here's here's a perfect example the first heat game with joel in the lineup tobias harris in 34 minutes okay stretch four guy Two points in 34 minutes. He it, he was two points, one assist, and five rebounds. Fast forward to the next Heat game without Joel in the lineup. And again, it could be coincidence, but Tobias Harrison, 35 minutes, 18 points, five assists, six rebounds. Okay? But then you have... Tyrese Maxey getting more minutes in 37 minutes, put up 27. He was our high team team high scorer that night. James Harden, 23 and five. Paul Reed, to your point, Bill, 16 points, 14 rebounds. I I, I don't know. I'm, it, it doesn't, you know, we've, 
we all watch a good amount of basketball. It doesn't really take a lot to get it here. Well, I mean, I agree with you. Um, what <laughs> blow it up? Okay, start from scratch. We, we kind of already did though. When you look at it, blow it up. I mean, I mean, we ha- our bench is all pieces. It's like, like look. I mean, look, look, look at any of minus the LeBron teams that have won championships. I mean, you know, he, you know, next to Steph Curry, which is the topic, best NBA player in the league. Anywho, the point is, is between the Warriors, the Celtics, the Bucks. The, the Grizzlies up and coming. There's one constant theme. They're homegrown. You draft guys, you hit on your draft picks, and then you sign a PJ Tucker to be the missing piece, or Danny Melton, or whoever. Like you grab two or three bench guys to fill the team out, but your core guys play together and know how to play. Like we're literally, I mean, we're a hodgepodge. You take away Joel and and Tobias. I mean, this team, there's nobody on this team that's been playing together. So how do you expect to be a championship basketball team? Like, seriously. I mean, it's, it's, there's no. Well, and I also think if you take away Joel Embiid, that's not the, the instant fix. I'm not, ta- I'm not saying, you know, oh, we trade Joel for a serviceable big guy and we're an instant championship contender. It's like, we're not, it's not like the road to the finals instantly because guess what? we're still missing bench depth. Like we covered in the, in last episode, like we only have one veteran player on this team. Who's been to an NBA finals and has won a championship in PJ Tucker. Mm-hmm. Like we just don't have the depth. I, I think though, that I think the, the issue with the depth that you're having is based on the fact that we have a starting lineup that can't generally That's so front loaded. Yeah, like you sit here and you talk about uh, the the top our our sixty percent of our salary cap with Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and James Harden. Right? You can't expect Tobias Harris to have 25, 30 points a game. He doesn't very rarely do that. Now, jo- Joel Embiid, you can expect on a good day can get thirty points when he's healthy, when everything's going his way. He can do that easily. James Harden, since he's gotten here, has been inconsistent. He hasn't been the James Harden of past that we thought we were going to get or maybe a reinvigorated James Harden. Right. Past that, what are you going to get from P.J. Tucker? You're not going to get much from P.J. Tucker, but he's not going to be asked to do that much, right? And to your point, like after him, who's your bench? Or let's talk about Tyrese Maxey for a second. Tyrese Maxey seems like a a okay, decent player, right? He doesn't really fit great into this starting lineup because he needs the ball out in his hands. And it's real difficult when you got your seven foot center, you know, playing a two guard. It, it, it kind of, you know, it and doesn't. See, really... And that's the illusion that Joel paints, right? We all that we all look at Joel and look at the numbers he puts up. Well, he better be putting up those numbers for the amount of touches he gets. I mean, it's basically, we literally bring the ball up. We, we clear out. He comes up to the high post and he plays one-on-one. He plays ISO ball. That's it over and over and over again. It's boring. It's, it's predictable. And that's why you look at the turnovers 
these guys, these teams, it's, it's, it's not rocket science to figure out what the Sixers are going to do on the offensive side of the ball. It's just not. It's just not. I, the one thing, though, that, you know, I, I was wrong about Doc because he hasn't coached well, in my opinion, up to this point. I thought there was going to be, like, at this I agree. point, I thought he, I agree at this point, John. He would have had them rolling. But when you watch these guys, when you talk about turnovers, right, like, you can't really coach turnovers. Like, that's a basketball instinct to, like, pass a ball and not get it tipped or make a bad pass or make a bad dribble, come off a bit of screen wrong or whatever, get the ball taken away. At some point, a lot of the players here have to be responsible as well. Doc can only do so much. I'm not giving a pass. Yeah. But remember the guys that he had in Boston when he won. Paul Pierce, Rondo, Kevin Garnett. I mean, Kevin Garnett's the type of dog that, like, I mean, he would be yelling at everybody. Well, they John had, Beat's not that type of guy. They also had basketball IQ. Like, but, yeah. say what you want about Ray Allen. Ron, Ray Allen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, Rondo had some basketball IQ, man. Yeah. That dude was a floor general in his prime. Lakers probably don't win their last championship in the bubble without Rondo. Yeah. Totally agree. But what did that give the Lakers at that point? Depth. Veteran experience, depth. Uh, yes. But the, the difference in, the, in, in that team to the, like the Sixers is people, although some will argue, people want to come to play with LeBron because it's the LeBron James world, right? Every year you're going to be in, in, in the playoffs until recently, right? So, so guys would take deals and come there. No one wants to come here because nope. they kind of either, I don't know if it's ownership. I don't know what, what it is. I don't want to speculate. I think but, it's the market too, John. Like yeah. I just, whatever it is, people are, I don't know if it's like the stink of Philadelphia, you know, what people, the, what they hear of us and what they, what is the perception Right. It's, I just think it's the Northeast. It's not a sexy place. To, it's not a beautiful place compared yeah, to your Miamis wanna, and your Arizonas and your California. People want to play in the, at the Madison Square Garden, though. Like, you know, people want to play that's, in Brooklyn. But there it is. There's, but that's that's Manhattan. the crown. That's Manhattan. You got Manhattan. Okay. It, but, and who, what's Philadelphia? The redheaded stepchild to Manhattan. Hey. But the. <laughs> The the interesting thing is like you guys talking about, you know, do you trade in do do you trade and beat or or you know what whatever it may be, the the problem is if you trade and beat, you still have the same coach coaching staff that has never been able to get anything out of these exactly players. Jesse, and on top of that, to Bill's point, you have the same idiots coach. I mean, now granted they they've gotten different guys, but to Bill's point, they they. They had the opportunity to get generational players time after time after time after time with really high draft picks, and they managed to shit down their leg every year. Squander it away. Then Joel Embiid. So it's like, okay, so you're going to trade the best player you've had on this team since Iverson. And really, when you look at the Sixers, right, like they've they've had a couple generational guys – You've had, you know, before we were born, you had, you know, Moses, Moses and Doc and those guys. Then you had Barkley. 
then you had Iverson, and now you've got Embiid, and you've got you know the Delaware River in between th- those 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 things. So you get rid of Embiid because he can't do this or he can't do that. What's to say they're going to be able to draft and develop the next guy? There's just as good of a chance you're going to have another ten years where you know five years from now we'll be able to buy a row of of tickets for for you know 10 bucks like let's let's be real yep that's also i think though the ebb and flow of the nba right you got teams that get hot like for instance let's use golden state for example golden state is a dynasty they've had a great run in the next five years they'll probably be selling tickets for you know nickels on the dollar because no one's gonna be there unless they unless they hit on it but to bill's point i mean they they develop. They yeah. develop their players. Since the Bulls, since Michael Jordan, they haven't been good. They got Derrick Rose for a little bit. They had a good They good had run. that they little were, run in the mid-2000s. Yeah. They had that little run. Noah, Noah, uh, Boozer, and, and, and Rose. Since then, they, they've stunk. Like, they it, it's, it's a... Years. They had the Jimmy Butler years. Right, but again, I'm, I'm talking like... <clears throat> no, they had from, the heights. I mean, going they, from the top of the mountain... In the NBA, it ebbs, ebbs and flows. Look at some of the look at some of the teams now. Like years ago, Oklahoma City Thunder with their big three and four that they had, right? Losing to the finals against LeBron, right? You know, the Heat for years stunk. And then, Spurs, Spurs. Yeah, look at this perfect example. Look at the Spurs now. So you're going to have this ebb and flow of uh, uh, of an NBA team not holding the, which I think is good for the NBA. The problem that the Sixers have, though, is after this "quote unquote" I hate to use the word this process, it's going to be really hard to get the Philadelphia fan excited to buy into the next time they get someone. It's going it's, to be really hard. To Jesse's point, it's going to be it's going to be you know seventy five cent seats and dollar dog nights again for a while. And and how are they going to do that when they want to build a billion, couple billion dollar stadium in the heart of Center City? It's like I I don't quite understand it from a from a business perspective, but that's why I'm sitting here and they're sitting. There'll be a lot of Taylor Swift concerts booked in that <laughs> arena. Yeah, I mean, like maybe they want to make it like the Garden, but I don't know, man. If you don't have the talent, I don't know who's coming to. It you know I don't know who's coming there you know to watch not Victor Webanyama but some other guy from. I mean, I'm serious. I'm serious because I'm watching that game last night. You know, Kyrie Irving is going to destroy that team. It's, it's, it's only a matter of time. The guy's a cancer in every locker room he's ever stepped foot in. It's going to happen. He's got, he's got them drinking his Kool-Aid now, but the, the second they hit any sort of obstacle or any sort of perseverance that dude's out we're gonna see him pulling his regular shit and luca's not i don't i don't know i think luca's it'll it might piss him off so do we do we try to make a trade yeah get i mean you want Kyrie or do you want luca luca i'm saying (laughs) a luca caliber now this might be pie in the sky, but I'm saying a guy similar to a Luka Doncic type player 
on the Sixers roster right now, I think is would infinitely improve the chemistry of this of this team the way it's constructed right now. Uh, instead of having an Embiid like player out there. Can I can I throw And that's not a knock to Joel Embiid. I'm it, the guy is generational talent. But I think I think we're starting to see that even the even the players themselves I don't I think they know it's not working. Because you see it, like Bill even said, the body language night in and night out. He, I, I think you even said it too, John. Like he walks up to the line, he's just going through the motions. He's no, we don't see that, that yes, swag, that moxie, that you know, he's not pumping up, he's not engaged with the fans as much as he used to anymore. He's not, you know, jawling at people anymore. He's, he's just kind of going through it night after night. I, I think they know. I think they know that it's it's not going to work. I'll throw one one name at you that I think maybe you could be thinking about that's more realistic other than Luca, but I highly Zion. Uh, no, no. I think like if you really wanted to, if you really wanted to get a player like that, that's realistic at this point. Probably Damian Lillard at that caliber. Do I think he'll leave? I doubt it, but. Damian Lillard is the type of guy that I saw I inklings of trade rumors with Portland yeah. for Joel, but that's for him to team up with Damian Lillard. That's not for Lillard to come here, but I under, I, I get what you're saying, but he's the top. He's like, he's in that like mystery category of guys that you like would love to have. He's never really available. Um, there was talks of like Bradley Beal. I don't know much about Bradley Beal, but listen, we went and we got James Harden. We thought that's what we were going to get. We were going to get a that type of talent. It didn't work. Who says it doesn't work for Damian Lillard either? Who says so? Maybe the maybe really the I'm talking myself out of it and going to, to Bill's world saying, "Fuck it, start start the sw- uh, slate clean, get some good scouts in here, and really just build from the draft and find a Jay Wright type guy." Who can cultivate? You know, maybe it's a maybe it's a Calipari. Maybe the maybe the hire is the coach that can actually coach as a and 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 build these young be. guys up as it opposed to building around. Get me a couple superstars and get me a C level coach and let them just run the team. It could it could quite possibly be. I I just think that this is it's going nowhere. And they're just going through the motions. Could they catch fire? They could. I anything's possible, but I just, I just don't see. And it's not a like I said, it's not a total knock on Joel Embiid or anything like that. But it's just those two game, those two back to back games with him playing in one and him not in the other. Final nail in the coffin. And I truly mean this, like the nail on the coffin in this season is P.J. Tucker's interview saying, I never wanted to leave Miami when he came in to be the heart and soul of this team, to kind of be that veteran guy. And he says, yeah, I didn't even want to be here. I just ass up on the paycheck. It's like, there you go. There you go. That's, you know, that's basically the team in a nutshell. Nobody wants to be here. You know, it's, it's, it's just not, it's just, it's just, it just sucks. Like, this franchise is 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 so fucking snake bitten. I mean, 
uh, to be in one finals in 21 years and we're the sixth biggest city in the nation. It's, I mean, the only thing that's more crazy is the Knicks missing the playoffs for like, they were God, 15 plus years before they made it a year or two ago. I mean, that's New York. I mean, that's insanity. So it's just, I think the reality is, is in the NBA, like, like most leagues, I mean, even the Warriors, they had a five-year window with that first team. Had you know, KD left, Steph got hurt, Clay kept getting hurt. They retooled a little bit, hit on, got lucky, hit on Jordan Poole, a late first-round pick. Um, you know, they had the bench guys, they would always stick around. They, you know, they they developed Kevin Looney into, into a, a, you know, just again, it just it just you see what good franchises the Bucks. You know, with you know, with their coach, you know, Coach Bud, you know, just you know, you know, you know, going all out for Drew Holiday and putting guys together and developing Middleton, drafting him, Connington, like it just like you gotta have, have fucking basketball guys in your building. And I don't think we have any of those guys. We have a coach that's more worried about being best friends with everybody in the league, and and I'm a Hall of Fame coach, no matter what I do in Philly. Okay, you are. I mean, you you are. I get it. You know, you know, you're you're a top 15 coach. I could keep wanting to say, but what have you done to elevate this Sixers team? You came here and you couldn't get through to Ben Simmons. Okay, well that seems to be a tough job for anybody. Not holding that against you. Came in, um, you know, you don't want to play any rookies. You know, okay, well how's that working out? You know, we got guys like Charles Bassey getting like five-year contracts from the Spurs and we cut him. And what's he, what is he? He's backup center. Don't think we can use a Charles Bassey right now. You know, it's like we just continuously, and then what, Jaden McDaniels is our big free agent acquisition at the trade deadline? Please. Like, this team is so, it's it's like, it's just, uh, it's, I can't. They mailed it in. Oh, they mailed it in already. They just mailed it in. It's just, it's just done. Like it's just going to be so like, and and the hope is that the the hope is the Phillies are playing so good in the summer. It's not even going to matter, um, and we'll be so pumped for the Eagles after another Howie amazing draft segue. But we're just going to watch it pick away when James. Wash our hands. Wash our hands of this team. It's is it one by one they're going to leave. I mean James is going to opt out. I think Kobe's guaranteed money. I think is gone. I mean, Joel. Hell, I, I mean, I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the, for the, for the, for the, for the drop that Joel's going to demand to trade in the offseason. Because I don't think he ever got over the, all the butt hurtness from earlier in the year when the fans were attacked. like, I, like this team is just literally going to explode in, in the summer. But hey, it's the Sixers. What are you going to fucking do? Hey, well, hey. Speaking of building and developing talent, let's talk a little combine, shall we? What are, what's everyone's thoughts? What are, we th- what are we talking about? NFL. Oh, the combine. I said, speaking of developing talent, what'd you do? There you go. I had my headphones out. Oh. Amateur, that's amateur hour over here. God damn. <laughs> Jesse, where do we find these guys? <laughs> I, we can do better. Like, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Oh my God. Tonight, Jesse, you're listen, listen, if you're, if you're a good podcaster, reach out, send us an email. We'd love to hear two openings, <laughs> two big openings, <laughs> caddy corner positions. 
I don't know. Let's talk about the combine. That's like a quarterback snapping the ball, taking his helmet off. Oh, I, I don't know. I t- took my helmet off. I'm sorry. Hey, unbelievable. Sorry, I got a concussion now. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah well, let's talk it, a little combine. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. I mean, it just started on Thursday. Um, yeah. We've dealt, we've already seen the defensive linemen um, just finished up. I'm sorry. Linebackers as well. And today was cornerbacks. Um, so cornerbacks and safeties um, this weekend, we'll get the, the more exciting groups of offensive linemen. Of course, everyone loves a good offensive lineman running a 40 year old, 40 year old, 40 yard dash, um, get our quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. And nothing gets me fired up more, John. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been, we've been doing some uh, mock drafts on shout to pro football focus mock draft. They got a nice little uh, app there. You can PFF. You can uh, hopefully uh, sponsor this podcast soon, sooner the, rather than later. The PFF sponsor in the FFP. Oh, it writes, uh-huh. it, it writes itself. It writes itself. I don't know what to tell you. This is too easy. <clears throat> so check out uh, P, uh, Pro Football Focus and their draft, their draft mock simulator. Check it out. Some of us on here have been getting a lot of A's. Dominating. Some of us have been getting a lot of B's and C's and a couple people that uh, like Notre Dame and uh, Alabama be getting D's and F's. <laughs> so uh, watch out for those, those guys on watch your draft. Out. Watch out. <laughs> I don't know. Devin, a uh, Devin Witherspoon, Dante Banks, Nathaniel Dell, and the Nick Herbig gets you an A. Howie. Look out. It's free knowledge. Anybody, um, anybody excited about any guys that they want to see? Uh, I have a few guys that I was interested in watching today, obviously, because our situation at cornerback was kind of uh, in flux. But uh, anybody else excited to see any, see some quarterbacks, maybe some running backs? I want to see CJ Stroud sling it. That's what I want to (laughs) see. I love it. I love this. I want to see, I want to see Stroud gripping the pig skin. (laughs) We've created a monster, Jesse and Bill. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I um I am I'm interested in um in in Witherspoon. It you know we said it before we we started recording. It really depends on what they do with CJ and and Bradbury. Like now, granted, you know a lot can change. But like if they sign if they sign those two guys, then God knows what Howie's going to be up to. One word, one phrase, Bajan or bust, Howie. I want nothing else. Trade down if you have to. Bajan or bust. That's the draft. I mean, that's that's <laughs> fine. Like, I I personally think that um that uh there's there's better not better but there's going to be very good running backs available in the uh in the second round um. I'm a huge, I'm a really big fan of, um, I know John's going to break my balls, but (laughs) I didn't even break your balls. That was Bill. Um, but Gibbs is a, Gibbs is a weapon. Like half the, half the year they were using him in the X. So, I mean, you're telling me that having a, a running back that you could flare out and take wide receiver routes wouldn't be really interesting. Not even on my board with Jalen hurts at quarterback, like that would be, that would be an interesting player. And you don't have to use a first round pick on him. Um, the, the Jalen Carter thing, like that kind of fucked my, my, um, my pipe dream 
was that a lot of GDMs would do some dumb shit and draft a lot of quarterbacks and how he could finagle getting going from 10 to like seven to get Mr. Will Anderson. Oh, Jesus. Well, well, now that now that Jalen Carter, um, all the Jalen Carter news has come out, Anderson's going to be the first um, defender drafted. So that 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 pipe dream is is well and truly my uh, latest mock. He's dead. Number one overall. Yeah, like he's he's going to be a special player, I think, at the next level. Um, there's there's a lot of really interesting players. And, I mean, the cool thing is there's a lot of guys that are going to be available at 10 or, or even a possible slight trade-up because all these, all these mocks I'm seeing, there's like the last one I just did, there's what one, two, three, four quarterbacks going in the top ten. Like, there's oh, going to be four. Four is there. There's going to be ridiculous talent available at that spot. If Howie wants to reach for Bijan, he's going to be able to get him. I think Witherspoon is going to be the pick. Like, I see Bijan falling to twenty-two in some mocks. I I think. I mean, I think the best case scenario for Howie would be um, for. My Eagle Jeff would be us trading down to like 14, 15, getting another second or third, and then getting Bijan. Reason I want Bijan is, and you said it earlier, I guess it depends on how free agency shakes out, Jesse. But if we could sign Bradbury and CJ, Bijan is literally a better version of Saquon. So if you said we could have Saquon for five years, level back on a rookie scale contract. I mean, that's now the offense is literally locked and loaded with a 20 plus carry guy. You sprinkle in Gainwell in Boston if we resign him a little bit. But again, now we got a lot of holes. That's a big if. If Bradbury walks now, now what the hell are we doing at cornerback? So I get that. It's, it's, I guess it comes down to do we really draft? Is the, does the philosophy of the best player getting taken stand because from everything I read at 10, if four quarterbacks go, there's almost going to be nobody better than Bijan talent wise at 10. So it's a position of need. And so I mean, I guess, I guess that's my thing. I get it. I don't think a running backs. Well, Todd Gurley went at 10, I think. And funny enough, the last time the Eagles took a first round running back was Keith Byers at 10. In 1986, I believe, or 1980-something, the article said. Um, but, what I mean, I wouldn't be upset with that with, with a spoon or any kind of corner or DN. I mean, the, the great thing is, is we just get, we're going to get a really good football player or trade down and get more. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be devastated, but just, I don't know. I miss having a workhorse running back, and I feel like somebody like that Lightens a little bit on Jalen having to do maybe as many QB sneaks and running the ball as much. And he's a true, like Jalen hasn't had like a true, like running back who like you have to worry about out of the backfield and can run. I mean, Kenny Gamewell obviously is that, but everybody knows miles is stone hands and can't catch for shit. So, yeah, but I mean, Bichon isn't, Bichon's better than what we've got. But like, again, if you're going for a running back, sorry to interrupt you. Like Gibbs is the better back catching the ball. So like it's a better receiver. Yeah. I mean, for that one skill set, but Bichon, 
is like a can block and catch. Like he's he's. I mean, from what I see, the bet they said the best running back since like Todd Gurley in the draft, and that's a pretty good thing to get. Yeah, he's, we he's, need a running back. He's absolutely, I think, a better prospect than Gibbs. Yeah, he, he's a better prospect. It's just the thing that Gibbs has is I think his skill set, I think, works better in the Eagles offense. And you can get him probably in the second round. What do you guys think of this kid out of UCLA? I'm um, seeing I'm seeing them. Guy, if we don't if we don't get Gibbs or Bijan, I want Chow and Bear. This kid's like he's a chip guy. So I don't know if how we would ever do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And, and I, I really like us saying he's got a good combination yes, of power like round six or seven and everything I'm seeing. I mean, he might go a little earlier, but he could be like a round four or five pick for how he may be that dude. I, I watched a couple games because of the way, um, the, just the teams that they ended up playing yeah. the second Kentucky running back. He's, yeah. Yeah. That dude, that dude runs like defenders stole his lunch money. Like he runs like Pacheco a little bit. Like Pacheco runs hard. Like Pacheco like hits the uh, piece of shit. Hits the ground. Yeah, like I I was watching games with him and I'm like, holy shit! The way he was, his pads were popping. Yeah, now yeah, running back that because there's this kid out of out of Texas A&M, uh, uh, Achani. That's not, uh, like he might be the one of the fastest players in the draft. Like Devin uh, Achane. Yep. Jane. A-C-H-A-N-A, yep. He hasn't run the 40 yet, but people said he's like basically Tyree Kill as a running back. <laughs> and he's like a round four guy. Like, I mean. The scary thing with running backs is they have such a short shelf life. So it's like. I get to draft them, though, because you pay them cheap money like we did with Miles and Gankenny. I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to yeah, I get you guys disgusted while, you know, while I was uh, being. Un- un- unless you're the, the Cowboys and you, you, uh, Draft first round backs, and now they're going to give Pollard a cat. A um, they're going to tag Pollard. That team is such a shit show. But I do have a question: Do you really think we have a shot at signing Bradbury? Or is I mean, no, no. I think the quotes that I keep hearing from Bradbury, I think that dude wants to get as much money as he can, and and that's fine, right? Like, get your money. Yeah. Like, like the way the quotes that that I was reading from him, it sounded like. He was going to be just as just as concerned with how much money he makes first, and the you know the team will probably be good too. But it seemed like at this point in his career, he's like, I want to make as much money as I can, and that's fine. Um, if I, I would, what do you think about Hargrave? I think there's a lot of miles on that on that dude's tires, like. I think he's 31 or just turned – he'll be 31 when the season starts. Yeah, like that – I think he's one of the – I think you have to view him like the 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 Eagles used to treat – like Joe Banner and, and Andy used to treat guys. Like better to let him go a year early than – he's no, that I mean, guy. I mean, that's that's how we say so good is we didn't oh, – we didn't get – Stuck in these shit contracts. I mean, and of- and this guy, he feels like that next contract is going to be like the one where we'd be in the the group chat a year from now. Like, ah, fuck, I can't believe we still owe him another two years at fifteen million dollars a year. Like, I feel like that's the way he plays and his size. I feel like his production is just going to be like high, 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 and then just drop off a cliff. And it's like. If you have to eat it for a year, okay. 
but he's probably going to want a three-year deal. Do you really want to eat two years of a deal on him? Like, you have to be real smart with your money. Like, BG's a guy, and, and like, he's going to want two, three years. BG is a guy you'll probably be able to bring back on one-year deals, and he'd probably be happy to stay here, not have to move his family, not have to learn a new, you know, new system and, and everything else. Like, That's a great point. And I, BG's a leader guy. He's a glue guy. Like, now, granted, I don't think that how he would draft Jordan Carter. Do you think Fletcher's worth keeping? Is he? Because I don't think he's. I don't know. Do you think he's a good football player anymore? I think he's a rotational player for the right price. I think to Jesse's point, you could. Yeah, like if if I can get Cox back on a team friendly, short term deal, absolutely. He's a he's a guy that can can still play, but but to to get, like. Like to get back, like Jalen Carter isn't a guy that I want Howie to draft. But like, if you have guys in the locker room like BG, they might be able to get through to him. Be like, that the shit that you did in Georgia isn't going to fly here. You have to act like a professional here. So that's a good sort of question. I mean, we talk about players, guys, college kids coming out having some checkered things going on. I mean, if you're on the board at ten. Um, Jalen Carter's there. You take him. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I, Howie. I, I think him. that you take him. I mean, I, the the more I hear about the guy, he's the best player overall in this draft. Yes. Um, do I agree? Or regardless of his extra whatever that's going on, it's not it's not good. It's not great. Not good at all. Shouldn't do that. Um, but are we? I I, I don't I. Sh- it's not going to happen because it's not the type of person or player that we would draft. Um, so I'll, I'll sort of like talk myself out of it. Um, I will say though, I find it very hard to believe that they're going to take Witherspoon. Uh, I just have a feeling based on the fact that today, the more I was reading and when they interviewed him at the draft is a hamstring issue. I know everyone will say, well, it's a hamstring issue. He didn't do anything at the combine. He did what interviews. Talking about Witherspoon. Yep. He he will be. They said he will be at his pro day. They don't know what drills will be running at his pro day. Well, I don't know about you, but it gets. It, um, it's not Sidney Jones level, but it's like I don't need to draft a corner that I want to plug in right away and have him already have a hamstring injury. Yeah, like so, ham, hamstrings are a scary injury for corners. Yeah, today watching um, the kid from uh, Oregon, Christian Gonzalez, he looks really good. But again, I'll tell you this: I don't think we're drafting a corner at ten. I mean, you're you're. I mean, you are right. Like, I could see Howie drafting another wide receiver with a first round pick before drafting a corner. When, I think when, personally, there's going to be at least two or three defensive linemen slash edges that Howie's going to love, and there's. Uh, I, I don't think there's any way we're not going defensive end or like. Don't don't be surprised at ten that that pick isn't a trade back pick based on the amount of well, quarterbacks. That that's what I'm saying because there's like three or four guys. Because there's Joey Porter Jr., there's Gonzalez, there's Witherspoon, there's another guy that they like. And, and this is so crazy about the draft, and it's so early on, it's going to change so much, but. Like Ringo out of Georgia, he, he was the best corner all year. He got he had one bad game in the BCS, and now all of a sudden he's t- like, when this kid runs, like this kid might be the fastest player that runs for defense. Like 
He ran there's today. Like five or six cornerbacks that are going to go in the first round. So that's your point. <coughs> Excuse me. I think the fact if we could trade back to 14 and, or 15 and get like a second round or a third round pick this year and still get a defensive cornerback starter or maybe Bajon or maybe, you know, I, I, you know it's, it, you know, it's a, I, I guess any position but quarterback wouldn't shock me in the first round. I mean, there's a couple of receivers. I mean, I don't think that we would. I would be stupid too, but I think any position is in play except for quarterback in the first round for Howie. Yeah. I mean, the, and just to, to put, you know, bow on the Carter stuff, like not only did he, he, not only did whatever he did, you know, help cause those people dying in that accident. And then the character issues that he did, like lying about the, lying to the police, leaving the scene of the accident, doing all of that. Now it's coming out. He was getting, he was driving like an absolute dickhead all over um, Athens in in his uh in his Hellcat or I'm sorry his Trackhawk like so not only did this guy constantly was constantly getting pulled over and and you know the cops were like bro knock it the fuck off he, that behavior never changed he then is res- helps re- be responsible to getting two people killed in an accident and it's like at what point do you, is enough enough where he learns his lesson so right? what is what is that like involuntary manslaughter? He's getting he's getting misdemeanor charges because he plays for the University of Georgia and the tickets were issued in Athens where the where the their campus is. Like he's basically getting a street racing ticket. Even though like the reason that the accident happened was he was drag racing that other car. He and like typically when that shit happens, you're you catch a involuntary manslaughter you get a, a you know you get a vehicular manslaughter you catch some sort yeah. of manslaughter charge some sort of felony he's getting misdemeanors because of where he got that ticket like if he gotten pulled over doing that dumb shit in tennessee they'd have thrown the fucking book at him right emma <laughs> yeah like they'd have thrown the book at him but it happened in it happened in athens so they're like like again, they let the dude leave the scene of the accident for ninety minutes. Wow! So like, there, if he's there, does Howie turn? Does does Howie, you know, go to the value to to grab him? But like the flip side is like, you've got guys on this team that were good friends with the person that was killed in that accident, Jordan Davis and and um um Kobe uh, D. Yeah, and Nakobe were friends with him they were friends with the player, the players that got hurt. Like, so that becomes a weird thing. And and then again, do you want that sort of where, where you have to babysit this guy and now wonder what sort of fuckery is he going to get involved in? And what, what players do I have to worry about getting involved in it with him? Or do you the just, thing is, I don't think unless anything more crazy shit comes out, I don't think there's any way he falls to 10. I think I think he'll go in that five. I, I I could see Pete Carroll taking him. I could see like oh yeah, like somebody's gonna somebody's gonna take him because and they'll they'll sell it as he was the number one player on the draft. We had to take him. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Pete Carroll will be like you know the mentor guy or like Dan Campbell. All Willie kneecaps together. It's like there you go, Dan. It you know? it I mean really it it depends on 
what will what will determine what Howie does is what happens at, at pick one because if Anderson or Carter doesn't go at one and you see the quarterbacks start to go like one, two, three, four, you're going to see teams at like five, six, seven, eight that are like, fuck, we wanted a quarterback. They're, they're not there. How he's going to be able to pick up the phone and be like, Hey, bro, I, uh, I hear that, uh, you got a pick that you don't really want to use anymore. Boy, do let me, let me tell you what I got. I got some, I got, some I got shit. just the thing for you. I got some shit uh, for you. I don't, I don't think that uh, from what I'm reading, the bears are shopping the pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's not going quarterback one, two, three. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely not, there's going to be, it's not going to be three straight quarterbacks. Well, no, the, the Cardinals will either trade the pick or, or take a defender. Probably. Sure. I'm seeing a lot of def- defensive picks, but my point on. is like, if, if quarterbacks go one, two, and then the cards take Carter Anderson's at four, the Colts are going to take a quarterback. And now you've got the Seahawks. They probably would probably take Will Anderson there. Yeah. I, I, if you don't take Will Anderson at five, you need your head examined. So, but like if he starts to slide, I think how he moves heaven and earth to get him. No, I don't, I don't, I don't agree at all. You gotta, you gotta get this Alabama thing out of your head, pal. You got no, to. You got that. to. He's, he's Georgia. He's no. Will Anderson's Will Alabama. Alabama. Oh, Will oh, Anderson. I think meant, meant Carter. I think that Jalen. No, I, no those two are not. They're, Anderson they will is, not be Eagles. Anderson is that good of a player. Like, we have to. We have to get. We have to leave uh, Tuscaloosa and come back to like reality. Well, no, I I think they're gonna. T- I I think it's probably gonna be a corner linebacker. I think if we trade back, I wouldn't be shocked if we take uh, Brian Branch. I think he's the kind of guy like he, especially if we lose to see if we lose CJ. Branch like, would be Branch would be a really good pick. He, I think he again, John. I I, I see your shit eating grin. <laughs> he plays a style of football. We got to get somebody else on here that's got like a, another college that they love, just so I can get like the the yin and yang. Well, I, mean, I, talking about I did. I, I did see in one mock. I did see the Eagles picking a Notre Dame player. Bill, Bill would back me up that Brian Branch is a hell of a player. I take him all. I take him at ten. We took him at ten. I'd say, okay, there's our safety for ten years. Like that dude. Him. That dude hits like a goddamn truck. No, and he, if he plays downhill, like he comes in like a missile. Like he's like, I don't want to say like a Dawkins because I think he's like a little more cover slot guy than Dawkins was, but like. He like looks for the football. Like he's the kind of safety. Like I just think that's all I want out of like these first. Like I know you can't hit on every pick. Like we have two first round picks, and if we keep them both, I just want a guy that's going to be like really good as an eagle for a long time. Like and preferably on defense because I feel like that's where we're going to have a lot of holes. Um, like I mean, here's a question: What are we doing a linebacker? Are we paying TJ or Kazir? That's. I mean, that's the. Well, and it also it, it'll be interesting to see. I would assume with the, with our with our new coordinator, I'm assuming we're going to probably stop doing these weird hybrid fronts, and we're probably going to become more of a a 34 front full time. So then, yeah, like what do you do with those linebackers? Do you since he's your your new coach, do you kind of let him have? 
you know, I already said all but said Nakobe's starting, which makes me happy that they're that confident that yeah, they, like I think, and I think Nakobe's a good player. So, it but, just, we have, we, but that's one linebacker we have signed, <laughs> like one. Like, yeah, and you, yeah, yeah, you have one linebacker, and then you've got, I mean, Kazir White isn't really a linebacker, or you've got Kazir White, and then you've got. TJ, it might have been Sean Bradley. Do we still keep him, or is he, what happened to him? He was banged up at the end of the year. He only played special teams. Okay. But, I mean, I mean, that's another thing, too. It's like, you know, there's no, like, I mean, again, there's nobody in the first round. But, like, I don't know, I guess I have looked at free agency. Like, at what point do we, like, I guess, well, no, I guess it depends on the, the new defensive coordinator. It's like. At what point do we put draft capital and linebackers and safeties to where I'm like, Bill, I would I would love Nolan Smith with that second pick. Uh, out of Georgia. Uh, he, that dude that dude is big and he is fast. That's what I mean. Like I think we're gonna get a good defensive end with like with where we're at. And I think I think we also like we basically need to hit on our first three picks. Yeah, absolutely. And like, like two of them got to be starters. Did you like, did you see his like uh, branches branches combine? No, I haven't. Four three forty. That's what I mean. Like guys like him or Christian Gonzalez, Witherspoon, you know, uh, like Bijan. Like I'm we, sorry, like, I got it here, Jesse. Where are you reading? You got a four five eight. I I. Oh boy, here we go. Oh boy, here we go. Combine results. Where's the white NFL Network? I've been in there. Oh, uh, it's the. So I'm reading one on it. it the I guess already, that's the. Correct already padding up the Alabama guy. Yeah, he is. Yep. Guys. Yep. Well, it wasn't an Alabama guy. Homer. He's rounding. Alabama guy. He's rounding. No, I was reading off of. Uh, so they must have. The original thing from NFL.com was 4.39 seconds. It's I'm looking at it. Oh, that guy, that guy got fired. I'm oh, looking yeah. at it from the NFL's Twitter account. Well, you're so on they, Twitter. That's why. Well, no, yeah. John, they probably, that's everything's probably, true on there. Well, no, it's probably the corrected time because they'll put the unofficial time and then there's the corrected time. So his original time before they corrected, it was 4.39 seconds. So you're saying the corrected was what? Four five. Four five eight. That's still really goddamn fast for a guy that's six foot three, two hundred thirty five pounds. I mean, it depends that's, what what you're considering. I guess if you, yeah, okay. All right, John, that's as fast as Christian McCafferty. Speaking okay. of speaking is, is of that, combine it, events, is that as fast as four four three? Speaking no. of combine events, John, sir, these FFP combine events. That you're teasing, I I I need to know what's in your uh, head. I, th- I thought we were fucking arguing about uh, combine numbers, but all right, yeah, I'll get right into it. Let me set my. We, uh, here he goes. I'm plugging his shit again. <laughs> what did you say? Oh hey, my god! Over here, Jesus. Jesus. Listen, listen. I thought he had the prices right theme song going there right. for a second. Yeah. All right. It's American Gladiators, bro. Okay. What are we what are we getting into here? Listen. So the one thing that I love about the combine is obviously the drills, right? You guys you guys Isn't that all that it is? That's eh, you know, it's little interviews of the players, you know, things of that nature. But sure, yeah. The primary aspect is the the, the events. 
Yeah. So the, the biggest thing that I thought about would be a good topic to talk about today is what if the forfeit podcast did the combine, right? Yeah. What would our events be? Right. So the, 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 the first thing, the first thing you see at the combine, right, is everyone's got the under armor, like tank tops and high cut shorts. Fuck that. Forfeit podcast goes straight in eighties mesh football jerseys, but they got to be cut above the belly button. Right? Oh, it's got to get ugly. Right. right. So that's how you, that's how you show up to the, to the forfeit pod combine eighties mesh, cut up the belly button. Now, how short are the shorts? I'll I mean, do you, I'll do you one better. Go, oh, go on, go on. I got to hear the shorts. I got to hear so, the shorts. So, so the shorts go, they got to stay eighties, right? But they go Zuba, the Zubies, but you got to cut them like to Jesse's point, ultra short. So you got nuts are falling out. Yeah. No, like, like, like nut, nut, nuts are definitely come out of these things. Right. So you got, you, that, imagine that eighties football cut at the belly button. You got like chest hair and all of our, our stuff out. Okay. And our, our Zubies really nut hugger shorts. What's right? the, what's the footwear looking like? Well, what's the footwear so looking like? The footwear is, is too. Cause these cleats nowadays are, they're well, like from another yeah. world. The, the shoes can be to your style because I know some people here, the Jesse's of the world, the mats of the world, they like a little more style in their shoes. They might throw like a, a, a like a, like a turf shoe, like a, like a, like a, like a, uh, like a Dion turf shoe. Bill and I might go with like a little bit more of a standard, you know, uh, air max. Okay. I'm keeping it straight throwback. I'm going the old, the original Bo Jackson cross trainer. Oh, shoe. Love it. So you show up. You show up. My shorts are going to be cut short, cut off Wrangler jeans. It's not even, it's not with the fucking pockets hanging, flopping out of the bottom. Not the only thing flopping out the bottom. It's not the only thing flopping out. Ayo. And, (laughs) and, and, cut off not an under armor shirt but it and not an old school but it's a it's an old 80s like metallica and justice for all tour shirt that's just beaten to hell so i guess i guess uh, matt just completely ignores the forfeit combine dress code it's and i'm growing bad. a mullet i'm growing a mullet out it's I'm, basically going to be brian bosworth at the combine. It, yeah basically <laughs> John, it's going to be the that uh, what was it like two years ago? That one dude tripped doing the forty, and his, he's like, they're like he could he wouldn't get up, and they're like, what's wrong? Is coach my my dick fell out? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, so, it happens. It happens to the best of us. It, it does when you're when you're packing that kind of heat. That's it. All right. So the the three. So main- we know how we're walking into this thing. That's it. You're walking into it, right? The you're drip is that. the drip is real. All right. That's it. So the first the the first thing you got to do is test your speed, right? 40, we're going to do the 40-yard dash, right? But we're going to put a little forfeit pod spin on it, okay? All right? We're going to get you set up. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to get at the, at the starting line. But this time, we're not going to let you just run with nothing in your hands. We're going to give you a football. We're going to let you run the football 40 yards. Here's the catch. At 20 yards, Pardon the pun. There, there's a guy behind you. He's got like a rabid German Shepherd. And at 20 yards, he lets that dog loose. If you get past hit, if you get to 40 yards and that dog doesn't get you, you get points. All right. Depends. Depends on where you are, the distance of where you get past and the dogs there. But you get points. If the dog gets you, you're fucking disqualified. You don't even fucking get combine numbers because you got your shit 
your shit ass eaten. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's the forfeit podcast. Test your speed 40 yard dash. Okay. Get the ball in your hand. And oh, and I forgot to mention the ball is not like your, your look. It's not a nerf football. It's not an NFL football. It's like a, it's like a weighted NFL football. Like it probably weighs 25, 30 pounds. So it's not going to be easy to run with. All right. Forgot to mention that was a pretty big point there. All right. Second lateral movement, weighted footballs, rabid dogs. Yep. All right. All right. Lateral movements. Another big thing we see in the combine, right? We see the three cone drills, yes. the shuttles, yep. we see, you know, DBs trying to get, you know, move the hips right here for lateral movement. This is the one thing that I, that I know Jesse's going to love. Do you guys remember the reason why I played American gladiators? You remember fucking assault yeah. gladiators. Okay. So all three of us line up at the 50 yard line. Right. And as Jesse Lorenz would love to say where they usually have the quarterbacks throwing footballs. They got like three guys on each side with paintball guns and you're running sideline to other sideline 50 yards. Now, Jesse, you're not there shooting guns. Okay. You're running with us. Okay. You're doing the drills. You got to run. You got to go between the cones all the way from on the 50 yard line, all the way to the other sideline. So you start at the, the home sideline, go to the other sideline on the 50 yard line between cones while fucking, uh, Paintball, paintball, paintballs are being peppered at us. Yes. And you're, I mean, you're dressed like to, to be able to return the favor. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, and then finally the biggest, I mean, one of the, 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 the funnest things for me watching is the bench press at the combine. But what well, I think the forfeit pod twist for, for their, their, our combine should be, you do it after like a heavy meal, right? Like you got to go to the nugget and get like 50 wings Right? Out to the or you go down to that that place in Pittman and get that burrito, right? Or you go to Chipotle, right? And you got a burrito bowl and some fucking chips and salsa, chips and guac. You throw down some fucking nice Sprite, and you got to do bench press. Sprite. But, we're, we're, we're throwing fuegos back, bro. All right. Okay. Right. Listen. <laughs> whatever. Whatever you. Whatever you want. It's all good. So you got to do that and 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 not either vomit all over yourself or or shit yourself while you're putting up close to you know. 200 pounds. All right. So that would be our final combine. I think some of us may or may not shit themselves without the Chipotle. Let's just... <laughs> well, that, that just adds the extra fun. Like, you know, <laughs> Matt was able to put up three and a half, but at like, like 3.25, he sort of squirted a little bit. Yeah. It's pea you soup know, coming out. You don't, you don't want to be the guy behind you, uh, um, spotting you basically. Ooh. It's going to be a so, shitty combine. <laughs> see what you did. Yeah, part, yeah. You see that? <laughs> so those are my thoughts to the the forfeit pod combine. Um, if Basically, anyone, like gladiator style. Yeah, it's a combination of American Gladiator, uh, Beer Olympics, um, you know, all sorts of sort of things. You guys want to hit some facts? Some I wanted some trivia real quick for for the combine, just because I love it so much. Um, fastest combine. Ever. We love here at Forfeit Podcast. We love ourselves trivia. <laughs> Let's just be real. It's true. Um, fun. Anyone know fastest combo or fastest combine 40 ever? Anybody? Wasn't it a couple of years ago? It was actually in 2017. Yeah, be- I don't, I don't remember the guy's name. Byron Jones. Final answer. No. John Ross wide receiver. Washington. Uh, he's- yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, he ran a 4.22. 
Didn't he screw his hamstring up doing it though? Didn't he injure himself? He get hurt, but he played four games in his NFL career so far. Ayo, ayo. So, I mean, everyone always talks about the fastest, but how about the slowest? <laughs> Probably close to what we would all run. Tom Brady. No, an offensive lineman named Isaiah Thompson. He was six four, three hundred pounds, and ran six. Zero six seconds, which wow. I is pretty standard. What, what probably the average of our times would be. Wow. Yeah. Um, so everyone knows. Not, not with a not with a rabid shepherd running after us. And and a weighted ball. And a weighted ball. Well, yeah. I threw that one in there at the end. Really did. Really get you. Um, Wonderlick test at the combine. Everyone does the Wonderlick test. Anyone remember? We actually talked about this in previous podcasts. Um, I'll give you I'll give you a hint. It was in a throwback Thursday edition of Four Foot Podcast. Who had the highest score on the I'm sorry, a perfect score on the Wonderlick test? Anyone? Obviously, you guys don't fucking listen to me when I do throwback Thursdays on Four Foot Pop. Give us a second. Hold on. I'm thinking definitely was a quarterback for sure. I mean, this is deep archives. Deep archives. Jesus Christ. Oh, my Lord. We have, yeah. Is that your fi- Jesse, is that your final answer? <laughs> um, so Cincinnati Bengals punter, Pat McAnally, scored uh-huh. a 50 out of 50 on the one look test. Hmm. I'm disappointed, you guys. We talked about that. He was also the inventor of what? Oh, starting lineups. Thank you, Matt. Somebody actually pays attention when I talk on this podcast. Thank you. Um. That's all I got. Unless you guys have any other questions or no, I mean, I think that wraps, wraps this episode up. I think it's the beginning of many dis- draft discussions. We've, you've, t- you just grazed the, uh, the tip of the iceberg tonight. Uh, I think we put the Sixers to bed for a while. I, I, I don't see anything good coming out of that, that camp for a while. So I think, uh, we have to get we have to get back onto some Phillies talk though. We need yeah. to start we need to start yeah. talking about the fightings here. And everybody should it. everybody should say a prayer for Andrew Painter's elbow. He's okay. done. Forget and, it. So and uh, and uh, don't forget Bryce Harper's. Uh, 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 what has he got? Tommy John's elbow face. That's so- July, Jesse. July. Yeah, great. I, I do. Uh, another injured another injured uh, season for Bryce Harper. I I, I here we go. I, so, I can't. I can't have the baseball gods take Andrew Painter from us. Like, get ready. He was, everyone say. Everyone say their prayers. Yes, Andrew Painter is is that good. For myself, Metal Matt, the J Lo, Wild Bill, Big John Stud. Be good, everyone. Go birds.